Hello, and welcome to FGC Philosophy. My name is Saving the Philosopher Napier, and this is where we level up inside and outside the virtual arena. I'm a life coach, commentator, tournament organizer, former game developer, and many other things in the gaming world, and I am very passionate about the topic. And as such, I infuse it with some philosophy. I'm also very fascinated by personal growth and personal development. Any way to contribute to myself or to other people, I'm always interested in thinking about things and seeing what universal truths there are. Truths that apply not just to one specific area of your life, but to many, if not all, areas of your life. Uh, and I find for me, fighting games is a perfect analogy for personal development. Uh, so a lot of times I'm speaking to the FGC because these are the people that I want to help. Uh, but I also talk about topics that are important to me. Uh, or have guests on the show that are important to me that I think can talk about a topic that helps not just the FGC, but also people outside the FGC, uh, while also helping bridge that gap a little bit, helping non-gamers learn more about a specific gaming community, maybe other gaming communities. And sometimes they're even gamers, just not fighting game players. And so that's always interesting as well. I find that some of my listeners aren't gamers and are uh, sometimes they don't play fighting games, at least not as avidly as I do. So it's always interesting to hear that input from a lot of the listeners. Also, thank you guys so much for reaching out to me. I've had people reach out to me on Twitter, uh, asking me questions. I really appreciate that. It's, it's great to be able to talk to people from the community that I see are already, you know, doing well in their own life, but also still using me as a resource, listening to me when they're playing fighting games. Uh, I love hearing that. I love being a resource while helping them be productive. I find personally playing fighting games to be uh, productive if you're aiming towards something competitive or uh, you're trying to master it. It doesn't have to be something that you're going to make money off of, but just something that causes you to practice discipline. Uh, I find that any sort of hobby that requires consistent practice is going to be helpful. And for me, it's fighting games because I love martial arts. I'm very interested in that. Uh, I try to practice that at home when I can until I find a style or a sensei that I find matches me. But yeah, that's what I do. And today's topic is mainly focused around learning Kareem in Street Fighter V. Uh, for those who don't know, Street Fighter V is a game that I play a lot. Uh, I compete in that. I try to at least. Um, and these last couple of years, I've not taking competing as seriously as I have taking uh, training and learning and commentating and tournament organizing. So in some ways, I'm kind of hindered because my main priority is not competing. Uh, so I'm going to learn a lot slower because I don't put as, as much time into it. However, when I do play Street Fighter now, because I do have a kid at home, because I do have a career, a business that I'm trying to grow, uh, and, and friends that I try to spend time with when I can, it's hard for me to make that training time. And so when I do have that time, I want to make sure that it's productive. I want to make sure that it's effective because the motivation for learning isn't just for competing, but also for commentating, also learning as a tournament organizer, just uh, learning the overall big picture of fighting games while also trying to compete at my best. Um, I very much want to create a business where I can help the FGC grow while also uh, being able to maintain for myself and my family. So for me, when I can compete, I'd like to make sure that I'm getting the most out of it, not just as a competitor, but in multiple areas of my life. I find that the process of improving at Street Fighter to be very much a, a metaphor for life. I've talked about that several times, but learning a new character and learning them from the ground up has been a very challenging, very welcoming experience that I've been trying to articulate over uh, multiple different intros of podcast topics. But I think for tonight, I want to mainly focus on just that, learning Kareem and the mentality and the things that I've learned and, and stuff that I want to reflect on. Uh, some of it may be high level. Some of it may be very layman's terms. I'll do my best to translate where I can. I think this will help me in my process for learning uh, this new character, learning Kareem. 
So to start off with, my main goal for this character was to learn one skill at a time. Master one skill at a time to, to where I can use it in a match and feel comfortable doing it. Learning fighting games or playing against other people, uh, if you don't have your skills developed enough, your muscle memory doesn't really kick in and your mind gets overwhelmed and you get decision fatigue very, very fast because you're trying to make all these decisions because you're not familiar with all these different situations. It's very akin to chess. If you're familiar with chess, then you know that the game boils down to a bunch of different formations or situations. The masters are able to take and chunk down all of these different areas of chess and see them into scenarios where they have to plan ahead. Uh, it's not so much random or uh, there, there's patterns to what they're doing. It's just a matter of who's making the right choices. It becomes boiled down to psychology, essentially. And, and fighting games are very much similar to that, just like any high-level competitive sport. Martial arts, it's not just about the physical ability. It's about the mind, the intellect, what, how you use the tools that you have, which is your body. You train your body in martial arts to be able to do whatever your body needs to do. Your brain makes those choices. And some would argue you know, your instincts or your guts, your heart, whatever you want to call that. I do think there is some level of intuition that comes into play with martial arts or any other high-level competitive, mainly fast-paced sports or interactions, but doesn't just apply to that. I just think it's most obvious in those areas. So, with learning hit confirms, that was my main priority. Uh, I did have to learn combos and other things, uh, but I tried to keep it, I'm trying to keep it as basic as possible. And so for those who don't know what hit confirming is, in fighting games, hit confirming is essentially you throw out a button, you, you press an attack, and when the attack lands, you have to make a decision. If this attack hits, you continue your combo. If it doesn't hit or they block it, then either you do something different or you don't do anything at all and you're forced to block because you ended your turn essentially. The reason that's important is because if you do not, if you throw out a button, let's say we have a scenario here. Player one presses an attack button. That attack button lands. Player two doesn't block and is hit by this attack. Player one notices that the attack lands and continues to do the combo and scores a knockdown. Now that's one scenario. The second scenario is player one throws out an attack. Player two blocks that attack. Player one continues the combo. Now the issue with continuing a combo on block is that if the opponent blocks the whole combo, a lot of times it's highly punishable. It doesn't recover as fast and as such, player two has an opportunity to get a guaranteed punish because of how slow that button recovers. If in scenario two, player one had stopped doing the combo, had confirmed that the player was blocking instead of hitting, then they would have been able to stop their combo, but they weren't hit confirming. They weren't paying attention to whether or not the hit landed or not. Similarly, if a player doesn't hit confirm and they land a hit, they may stop doing the combo because they weren't expecting the move to hit. So it's also very important so that when you do land a hit, which when you're playing against higher level players, uh, landing a hit becomes more and more rare. So it is important to turn that one hit into maximum damage every opportunity that you can. But of course there's risk because if you don't pay attention properly or your reactions are too slow or you're not paying attention, uh, you may do the wrong combo for the situation calls for and get punished for it or not optimize the amount of damage you're doing against the opponent. That's why hit confirming is such a very important skill. It basically determines whether or not you continue your combo or you stop, whether you continue your pressure or you back off, whether you create a situation where the opponent has to guess or you force them to block continually, whether you want to fight for uh, the corner or stay out of the corner or there's all these choices that are made, but it, it starts with 
knowing when you hit or didn't hit and making the right choices accordingly and seeing what your opponent does in those situations as well. I think for me, with the character that I played traditionally, which is Fong, uh, he's a little bit more... Uh, I don't know how to, how to say this, what term to use, but he's more wacky. He's way out of left field in terms of how a traditional Street Fighter character plays. And I think that's what I like about him, is that he doesn't play like Street Fighter. Uh, I've always been not great at Street Fighter. From Street Fighter 2, uh, 3, 4, I never really understood the fundamentals of the game uh, i mainly just tried to get by off of like reactions and uh punishing and that wasn't really enough because i didn't know enough about the game so that's that's another topic for another day anyway in playing kareen uh, i was forced to focus more on hit confirms which has been an interesting way of playing the game because Fong's hit confirms have always been very easy, so it's almost like your brain can kind of check out, and there's minimal options for what I can do afterwards. But with Karin, one hit can turn into a lot more damage. So it's important for me to be able to confirm, because she can do a lot of damage and also lead to what's called mix-ups, or Oki. The short version of, of a MIDI setup or Oki setup or anything of that nature is you force the player, the opponent, into a situation where they have very minimal options that they can choose from. Usually setups are a choice of three, grabbing, blocking, or throwing out an attack of some sort. Sometimes that attack is meter or essentially invincible, or sometimes it's just a button that's really fast. Those are usually the options, but there's more, uh, and they, they change in terms of how you set them up. Sometimes they're on knockdown, sometimes they're on reset. But that's as much as I want to go into uh, meaty or oaky setups as as needed in this particular podcast. So anyways, with hit confirms, my eyes are always locked in. Uh, for me, with battling ADD, sometimes when I'm playing games, whether it's fighting games, whatever, uh, my eyes will unfocus and I'll start to wander off. I have my peripheral vision, so I'm still making some choices, but it's not as clearly focused as I think it can be, as I know it can be with playing Karin. And so focusing on that, it's way harder in an actual match, especially playing online. It's very, very hard on fighting online. I see why people actually complain because she is so uh, reaction focused to put it in the layman's terms. You really have to lock in and make sure that the hit attacks, but that window is very, very small. So it's very difficult because online that window of time can change because of connections online. Uh, I'm trying to do like a very basic explanation of it to not get into too much of the specifics of, of the netcode and, and online gameplay, but uh, basically it makes it harder to do it because the timing is more random or seeming more random on top of an already strict timing of a combo. Her combos, her execution is uh, is challenging because there's some weird techniques you have to do with doing some of her attacks properly. There's an added layer of difficulty because there has to be an, a focus on execution as well as your mechanical skills, being able to actually do the inputs and, and do them properly at the right times. You get the opportunity to do a lot of damage with Kareen because her hit confirms are so good and they convert into such big damage, but also the timing is a little bit tough at first with playing her. I think that's because her damage output is so high, they had to do that. Plus, not only is her damage output high, she has a lot of different setups as well because she can convert into different ways of damage so she can keep the opponent guessing by doing different strings of attacks uh, and knocking them down in different ways and putting them putting the opponent in different scenarios more scenarios without much effort output so she can really overwhelm the opponent very easily 
and still do a lot of damage. Whereas with Fong, it's kind of like a hit and run tactic. I, I don't have too many crazy mix-ups. His hit confirms uh, that he does have, I usually convert into damage. His damage conversion isn't as high, or it's a little bit harder to get those damage dealing conversions, and it requires uh, usually more meter. So it, it basically causes a sacrifice. Do I put more pressure on by burning meter, or um, do I save it for mix-ups? It's a little bit more ambiguous for me right now with my current level of playing fighting games, playing Fong. But I found with playing Karin, it's given me ideas for playing with my main character, Fong. And so this has been a very helpful journey because now I'm starting to understand the importance of areas that I'm not practicing currently, but I do plan on practicing once I'm comfortable with learning hit confirms. Uh, and so it's kind of an exciting journey because I know right now I'm focusing on one thing. And so when I lose matches, which I, I lose them often, uh, I know I'm losing them normally in areas that I'm not currently practicing in. And that's okay because I can still identify and remember those things for when I do start practicing that and it's easier to deal with those kinds of situations. But for right now, trying to play at my best with primarily hit confirm only, it's been great because I can gather information specifically on just this one topic. So I can really strengthen this area and know the psychology around this specific area of hit confirming what everything else around it does because when I throw out a button I'm constantly paying attention to what the opponent's doing after I throw out a button after I throw out a couple of buttons a couple of attacks what are they doing and how can I what button should I throw out what attack should I throw out to to deal with that uh, a big part of playing uh, Street Fighter is understanding neutral and footsies the the engage so to speak the attack that scores you know, that, that hit confirm into a knockdown or into damage or into plus frames, which means that you're able to attack and they're not able to attack without spending some sort of resource. And so as I'm working on hit confirms, I'm also working on my, my footsies or my neutral because I'm trying to not just throw out random buttons. A big habit of people playing fighting games, Street Fighter especially, is that they start to throw out attacks without much of a strategy, without understanding the outcomes the potential outcomes instead the world just seems possible and you don't know what what you're doing you become overwhelmed you're just trying to land an attack but not always paying attention to whether or not it converts into anything uh, and that's very messy but with just focusing on the attacks that can convert because certain buttons can confirm into an attack certain buttons are too fast and you just can't react the human body can't react that fast or it's very very hard for the human body to react to it so certain attacks are better at confirming into your your damage into conversions into, of damage hopefully this is making sense my point though is that i feel like i've made a lot of progress in this area of hit confirming and also neutral but i also feel like there's so much more that i want to master that I've come upon the question of, at what point do I stop practicing hit confirming and work on another topic? And I also have to ask myself, is it not possible for me to continue improving on this skill while also learning a new area? Which leads me to the question of, what choice is more productive? And what choices am I not seeing that may be even more productive than those two choices? I still don't know what the right choice is, but for now, I've been focusing primarily on hit confirms and mastering that and then also damage output. 
taking that hit confirm and converting it into something and making sure that I'm very comfortable with the execution of converting that damage. Uh, those have been my two priorities right now and that's what I think is going to stay until I'm able to do them consistently enough to be able to close out games. Uh, I've found while playing online, I've taken advantage of and have confirmed combos but my execution has not been good enough to fully convert that into the damage output possible. So I think it'd be advantageous for me to continue to improve on my mechanical skills of playing Karine because I, even though her combos are easier now, uh, they're not completely easy. <laughs> they're not still always 100%, uh, and that's okay. The more I do them, the easier it's going to become. And that's obviously with anything in life. And I find that having that approach with other areas of my life that are also very challenging to be more helpful and helps me be more open-minded. Uh, because sometimes when areas get really, really challenging, adulting becomes very, very hard, the world just kind of constricts on you a little bit. Uh, it just seems like your options are more limited and you start thinking almost in a, a paranoid manner. Not necessarily paranoid, but just like you feel like the world just isn't working for you. It feels like it's working against you. And I know a lot of people have been feeling like that. There's been times where I get like that and then I have to snap myself back out of it and be like, no, I still can work on things. I still can get things done. Uh, making sure that I'm being as strict to myself as possible. In one way, that's why I do these podcasts. It's almost my way of holding myself accountable uh, because I believe in calling myself out when I'm not doing as good as I say I can be. Uh, it's one thing to be a perfectionist, but it's another thing to want to be better. Uh, you don't have to be a perfectionist or have that kind of mentality to push yourself to be better. Uh, I don't think there's anything wrong or unhealthy about pushing yourself to do or be better. Uh, I think sometimes that can get unhealthy if you don't take rest and you don't uh, really do other, you know, focus on other areas of your life and have that balance. But if you have a desire to be better and want to do better uh, that that in itself isn't unhealthy i find it to be a strong driving force and then using the motivators like my family you know my wife my son people that look up to me in various areas of my life it's like a positive stress if that makes sense so in learning Kareen and Street Fighter, it's kind of helped me re-familiarize with the concept of getting uncomfortable and learning new things to work on the ultimate big picture, to keep my eyes on the prize. Are there new things that I need to learn? Are there things that I need to do more consistently? Uh, what area of a overall skill do I need to focus on? Do I need to break something down into simpler chunks? Am I overcomplicating things? How can I be more consistent? And consistency is incredibly important in anything that you do and i will keep mentioning that any chance i get because a lot of people don't understand the importance of consistency uh, and even though i see the importance of it sometimes i fail to be consistent in things so it's something that's incredibly important to master and it gets harder and harder to manage when you have more things going on in your life consistency is incredibly important uh, not just in fighting games but in all areas of life I know consistency is important and I still struggle in certain areas and have to remind myself and push myself to be better and do better. Part of that is life getting more uh, complicated or involved as you get older, more responsibilities pop up, and it's not so much getting older as just the life choices that you've put yourself in. Financial obligations, family obligations, uh, work obligations, it doesn't really matter uh, what that is for you, but as life gets more complicated, it gets harder and harder to manage some of those things. Uh, and so it's important to find that balance of being consistent, but not obsessing over it and not being too inconsistent. You know, what, where's that middle balance 
to help maintain and or grow. And usually if you're trying to grow, you have to put more time into it versus just maintaining. You just have to put a consistent amount of time into it. So hopefully uh, that made sense. Uh, I just wanted to express the process and try to explain. I find that when you try to explain something and make it a little bit more simple for people to understand, it helps you to think about things in a different kind of way and ultimately helps you learn. Helps you remember, helps you think about a, a skill or an area of your life in a different kind of way. Uh, and that's that's great. And there's, there's science behind that. You're using a different part of your brain to explain things versus just doing things or, or showing. Uh, and so that helps you to think about it in a different kind of way. And that all kinds of feed, feeds into itself. You know, it's, it's a very, very cool uh, interest that I have of, of psychology. Hopefully this has been educational. It's it's late right now. I'm kind of tired, but I still wanted to do a recording. Uh, it's, it's Sunday night, and this is probably going to get uploaded on either Monday or Tuesday. But thank you guys so much for sticking with me. I greatly appreciate it. I know that the consistency has been kind of rough on my side. And there's no excuses for that uh, it's just other things in my life are a little bit more important so this gets pushed aside and pushed aside and i try my best to put it out as consistently as i can but either way i'm going to get it out to you guys and i'm going to do my best to keep talking about topics and uh, thinking about things and challenging myself because this is me holding myself accountable and then also hoping hoping that i can help other people be accountable for themselves as well so that said thank you guys so much and i will see you all in the next one